We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, seven months, and 10 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? Oh, I'm pretty all right. Very cool. There's lots to speak about. There is. Nearly spoke a couple of things beforehand before we come on, but um, then I realized that I forgot to give you a name. About you did gym. forget. Yeah, you did forget to give me a name, but that's okay because I don't need a name because you're going to surprise me with a name in just a little bit when you speak on it. But before you do that, yeah, before you do that, I have to do my usual. I do. do. I do. do. It's it's always that way now. Oh, by the way, um, I have a speaking of names. I have a clip of a guy named Tony Blair. Don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, uh, but I have a clip of that uh, to play today too. So don't let me forget that because I'm that's sure we'll very we'll get to it. Thing, that's the thing to cheer me up and knock a smile off my face. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, we did take a big risk when we started all of this. We are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we offer additional features with our now active subscription service. Benefits include access to our instant messaging service for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, which we're in the process of thinking about doing next week. Not sure yet. Not sure. But the exclusive possibly next week is going to include more than just netted myself, maybe. So we'll, we'll see about that. But you'll also get exclusive access to our behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product, which you're hearing now. And Ned gave a very detailed seminar about uh, about terrorism <laughs> on the prep session today. So uh, that that will be included in, um, uh, in today's prep. So if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream media, such as BBC, Sky News, CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and you can take advantage of these benefits that we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and the research that goes along with that work. And together we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads that are on the international stage. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. Now, are you still unsure of what you're getting? We now offer a 30-day free trial, which includes unlimited access to all features and content. Again, the link is in the program description down below. All right, Mr. Wizard, what do you have? Well, yeah, I can kick off in a couple of things. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm going to start with my favorite. No, I'm not. I'm going to leave him. <laughs> that doesn't mean Mr. Gate. That would have been my first guess. Uh, no, it's either no, that no. or Charlie. No, no, no. I don't talk about what, uh, jug ears, as you call it. Yeah, it? jug ears, yeah. Or sausage <laughs> fingers, depending on how <laughs> I feel that day. <laughs> hey, you have some cute names for the monarchy of our country. Yeah, he is quite admit. something, isn't he? Um, well, actually, I'll tell you where I'm going to start. You mentioned something. I can't remember whether it was in prep or it must have been also, because Wednesday was a non-political, wasn't it? And you actually showed me something to do with the World Health, Health Summit with yes, your I German have that, health minister. I, yeah, I do have that audio. If you give me just a second, I'll queue it up. Uh, would you like me to, to lead with that? Well, no, well, I could speak about the gits if you want, because it's um, uh, totally... Yeah, I, I, I do have it very that, painful. Yes, it is painful. Uh, I do have that audio, if you'll bear with me for just one second. How do you actually say his name? Carl... 
Carl Lauterbach is Lauterbach. Lauterbach, yeah. yeah. And then you have uh, Mr. Christian Drosten, uh, who was the inventor of the uh, that lovely PCR test that everyone took. Yeah, inventor. Yeah, 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 he's something. Anyway, so we'll proceed. What you're going to say with this? This is Lauterbach speaking first, and then of course this is uh, Mr. Drosten speaking after him at the World Health Summit in Berlin just the other day. If we do not support these 40 countries with money and institutions that they govern themselves, then we will not be better prepared, but we may be worse prepared, because we now have also the info and then a pandemic against us, where, let's say, everything that we do is basically questions by a social media war, which will make it way more difficult to organize a response towards the future pandemic. This is where we currently are. The other issue, as, as we are with the virus, is communication and disinformation. And this is such a complex issue. There are many media people here who exactly know what I'm speaking about. Um, this is really the intervention in the beginning of a pandemic. So there are two interventions that are really efficient before we have a drug or vaccine. This is diagnostic testing, and then it's political decision-making. And once this political decision-making is influenced and contorted by disinformation and propaganda, we are lost. And um, there are roles that are not being fulfilled by the media themselves. They really have to look in the mirror. And there is another role that's some, sometimes ignored a little bit, which is the role of science itself. So we shouldn't have anybody who has some academic degree talking about the heart of the issue in the middle of a pandemic. We have to address the institutions of science to make some selection to set up panels of experts who are really experts and who wouldn't push into the media, but who are somehow qualified to summarize the state of knowledge. And this can only happen via the institutions of science. These institutions have to offer this function to society. Um, and these institutions of science, they are actually consisting of scientists, of top scientists, and it's really about being a little bit less opportunistic as a scientist, being a little bit more of service to society. Would you say scientific. that the uh, the scientific community was um, a service to society in the last three well, actually, years? Well, actually, when one of them is actually willing to actually put a name to these scientists, remember... The thing is, he said experts to begin with, yes. and in medical law, the lowest form of advice is expert, yeah? Expert with no proof. And this is the problem. There is no evidence when you start saying expert. He's talking from the bottom of it. Then he says scientists of scientists. In fact, he was gabbling on. In fact, he, he wasn't doing a very good job. And the biggest problem we've got there is... Um, this tackling disinformation. There wouldn't be disinformation and there wouldn't be misinformation if you had scientific debate. And that means an open forum. And until you get that, they're speaking from an agenda. Now, what really he said, what did he say? He said something like the two, was it the, 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 the two things that we need was diagnostic testing and then political. Yes. We, control. We needed, yeah, no, you, no, they need political you, control. How they can need you say they need the I political mean, it's control on, it's, before. It's, it's honesty. Yeah, yeah. It's honesty, but, that, but political control isn't political control. Shouldn't even come into it. I agree. Very important, though. He said that political control needed to precede the pandemic because the political troll, the political control was to control the disinformation before the actual information, quote, information goes out by the experts. Yeah, I think you got it right there when you nearly said troll, political troll. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it was right, yeah. It was a Freudian slip. Yeah, but um, now this diagnostic testing and this fallacy of his invention, you see, the person that actually was the inventor to do with the PCR and stuff was Carrie Mullis, wasn't it? Yes, that was the original inventor of the PCR. He won a Nobel Prize for it. He did, got a Nobel Prize. And he actually referred back to this. He's actually putting this. It was never intended to be a, a valid diagnostic tool. And it is known by all that it was not and cannot detect an active infection. Correct. So and the biggest problem is it cannot detect an active infection because it gets confused. So... 
Drosden, who claims he invented this test for the COVID-19, who is actually aware of the limitations of it, the fallacy, the falsity of it, 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 it is, he, he is, he's up there and he's been given this title and he's using a tool that he knows that basically the PCR test is not a good diagnostic tool. It looks for things. It gives so many false positives. It's unbelievable. And even from the testimony of the person that actually created it, it is not specific for any virus or bacteria, right? It is just not the tool for it. It's meaningless to determine anything. It can see dead, non-active virus as well as virus. So the whole thing is engineered to give this false positive. Yes. That's actually that's a it's a good point you make because if you if you look at the original intended use the reason that the PCR the polymerase chain reaction test the reason that it was invented was to help for forensic diagnostics in in working out forensic evidence in crime cases. Yeah, after the and, event. And it after the event and it yeah. does it does work for that and it works yes, flawlessly it does. for that. Because it it cannot distinguish between the live or the dead side of it. So basically you're going to get multiples here when it's near enough non-existent yes and this is the problem and that all that does is to frighten people because that's all it can do this is just caught designed to cause a worldwide panic it's the perfect tool for it because then they'll just go out and get a vaccine and if uh, uh, and then if he went down that corridor um you know so he's got his diagnostic testing which is crap then you got your political decision making which is just forcing people into lockdowns and everything and vaccines. And historically, just as a reminder, the first thing they came out was, oh, yes, it stops transmission. Did it? No. Then they went down the line of, it prevents illness. No. Then they went down the line of, it prevents serious illness. No. And what did they then say? It prevents death. Uh, no. <laughs> Having those you want. You forgot about the hospitalizations. Oh, the, the, the future disablements, the um, I immune system degradation, it's endless. Yeah. And yet they're still sitting up there with the balls to say, let's do it again. And it's the next pandemic. Excuse me. They're queuing it up. I mean, that in itself, you've got to be frightened of these buggers because they are crazy people. They do not care. They are crazy people. And that means there's an agenda because... You've got to look these people up who actually design these tools and what they're for. And then, but people won't. That's a problem. Maybe the people that listen will. The pretext to what you're talking about, as you said, was to frighten everybody, to frighten everybody into taking a, a jab, right? So they needed yeah. they needed to frighten everybody in order to get them to do that. This, I guess, would be a good time for me to play the uh, the Tony Blair clip. This was him. That never forget how this was done. Okay, he was on BBC News saying this. And uh, the paper we're putting out today is is saying we should really distinguish between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. So both here at home, if we if we do have to adjust some of the freedoms because of the rising pressure from new variants, then it's important at least to ensure that those people who are vaccinated have the maximum freedom they can. And I think that could also be done for travel as well. Is it acceptable to turn down a vaccine? To Unless you've got a good medical reason, my view very clearly is no. And I think that's why it's important to give people a real incentive to get vaccinated. Because, you know, if, if you are vaccinated, the evidence is absolutely clear. It reduces the risk of transmission and it reduces the risk of hospitalization or death. So would you make them mandatory? I don't think you can make them mandatory, but I think this is what we're suggesting today. By making it clear that, for example, if you are vaccinated, if you're double vaccinated, it should be much easier to come in and out of the country. And indeed, around the world, I think you will find that countries start to distinguish between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. So in Europe, for example, they're going to allow you to travel freely within Europe if you're double vaccinated. The trouble is, this does create, does it not, a two-tier society between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Looking at your own paper, it says that if you haven't been vaccinated, you won't be able to go to nightclubs and theatres and big sporting events and many other places. So you will be discriminated against. Yeah, but I think, you know, the, the, the word discrimination has got a very loaded meeting mm. in, the, in, the, in the English language now. But really, when it comes to risk management, it's all about discrimination. So the reason we vaccinate elderly people first is they're more at risk. Um, the reason why we, 
we ensure that people are vaccinated is because it then reduces the risk of transmission, not merely of you getting ill yourself, but of you passing on the disease. So I think since everybody's going to be able to get the vaccination, other than those, as I say, who for medical reasons can't, then I, I think it really is important that people get encouraged to, to, to get vaccinated. And we also make suggestions as to how we can make sure you get proper proof of vaccination. I mean, actually, the NHS X people have done a good job in the NHS app, but we need to make that mm. interoperable with other systems so that you can use this as proof of vaccination sure. throughout the world. I, I, I use the word discrimination it, advisory because we know that people from yes. ethnic minority. There he goes. He's gone. Pardon me. That was, was uh, that was Andrew what, Marshall. Yeah. What was the date of that? Uh, I don't have you a know. date on that, but obviously that was in the midst of just the two jabs that they were rolling out at the time because they didn't that have was, that, there was no that talk. Is disgusting. Boosters. It is. It he is. has not come back to apologize. No, not for one bit. the harm he's caused. He is no. I mean, sorry, that's a crime. And the biggest question that wasn't asked there was. Uh, excuse me, uh, Tony, but how many vaccines have you had? The answer, you know? I can answer that. I think the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this this is this is this is the biggest problem. Now that um, in several countries across the world, you will find out that governments allowed or actually said to a lot of their um, medical staff and carers that they didn't have to get they could, they didn't have to get vaccinated. So why would that be? You've got to answer that question, haven't you? And especially in Australia, I mean that. that, that, that I mean that, that proof the, is on Aust the Australia and and the Canadians and, and well, and you can't discount the New Zealanders. They, I think, those were the, some of the harshest lockdowns in the world. I mean, in this country, there was a lot of doctors who went, "I ain't taking it." Yeah. Well, I, and I can't blame them. But what I don't like is they were still administering it to someone else. Yes, there is that right there. That, but, that I mean, bothers the, the, me the, because the, it's a thing. Yeah. This then becomes a problem because uh, how, does a doctor go up, stand up and go, I, I advise you not to take it. <laughs> we'll have the uh, no taking and the yes taking, please. But, oh, it's, it's just ridiculous. It, it's become a farce and they're still sitting there thinking they can push it. And the world is getting a bit wiser on this, hopefully, because the whole pharmaceutical thing, when, it, when did we stop curing things? When did we stop curing things? Yeah. I think in the the advent of the uh, the big pharmaceutical uh, um, push, when when we turned everything into um, uh, an industry, right? I, th I think yeah. I think that's when it happened because we actually abandoned traditional care. We started treating symptoms rather than actually traditional treating causes. Traditional care that's called alternative medicine. Though, yes. I mean. Yeah, I'm talking about like <laughs> real ways of real treating medicine. Things. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to it, synthetics. It, it, see, I mean, I'm, thing is, I'm what, not saying that synthetics are just to be clear. I'm not saying that synthetic drugs are, are bad some, because the, the, yeah, there are some. Yes. There they, are some. They have, Don't get me wrong. It really helped. There are some. There have been some wonderful breakthroughs. Yes, but, absolutely. That is a very small percentage compared to what is being pushed out there. Correct. I mean, all you have to do, I mean, walk down a, a street of a westernized country and have an honest look at what people are like and go, my God, and then walk into your pharmacies, especially in this country, because you've got the NHS and people uh, have to pay a small thing for um, uh drugs, if you want to call it, um, medical pills and everything else at all these pharmacies. And a lot of people get it for free. And you see the queues of them there. You see the queues of them there. And they're just queuing up for it. And it, 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 And now, what are they doing now? It's getting to the point, well, we can't get that. We can't get that. You're going to have to wait, sir. But I've been on this for several years. <laughs> and they're giving it, I'm supposed to be taking it. And I've never had a break. And now they've got it. It's, 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 it's total madness. And there are always queues. It has become a massive business and quite a high percentage of people are on some form of medication. And you've got to question it. Why? It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. But either there, I mean, I don't like it. Uh, I'm a great believer in, but then you've, you've got to grow up. You, you, you've got to grow up in, in um, a way of such that you keep yourself healthy because people on the go, the high stress levels of Western society, both people have to work. Most of the jobs are office jobs. It's not conducive to health. It's not conducive to health, and it's not, because a lot of them will just come home, sit in front of the telly, go to sleep, get up, off they go again. I mean, you got to look back on your life. And yes, yeah, it's the cycle. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's not good. Um, I haven't got any answers for it, but 
Well, I have. Well, I do. But Turn the damn TV off. That's that's step one, I think. But and you know who who am I? Who am I to judge? Oh, I'm quite happy to walk in the house and go. Um, uh, when's my turn on TV? Uh, I don't get it, do I? <laughs> so yeah. leave them to you, it. you go back and pick up a book somewhere, or start digging through scientific papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's good. But what happened? Oh, New Zealand had their um. Just to change the point of view into something, they had the general election. Yeah, is uh, is Hipkins gone? Is Labour, Labour gone? Party got ousted? About oh, Jacinda time. Ardern's party got booted out. Well, that's okay because she's still there. She's the head of the the uh, online Don't. censorship or whatever. Yeah, I know. But um, the centre right National Party fifty seats. I think it was the National Party got fifty seats. Uh, the Libertarian Act Party. You remember the Act one where somebody died. Just before the polls, I mentioned the last time, they got 11 seats. Now, that's 61 seats that are required. But I am not still, I'm holding my breath on this, because there's still half a million overseas votes to come in that have a right to say something in New Zealand. So basically, they need to figure out what they need, and then there could be an overturning. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? I'm saying the possibilities are there, but there might be one factor that might also because there's also i mean if they're listening out there, there is new zealand's first party which is like a, a maori party so if all three of them get together maybe they'll be able to turn things around there yeah if there's a coalition really government yeah. Yeah, yeah i really hope they do new zealand's like just about every country in the world we, we're, we're suffering from um economic failures due to all the money that's gone out and in that direction of the pandemic um the health of populations are suffering. It, it's the same the world over. It's everywhere. And people should be getting sick and tired of this because it's happening in all other countries. It's happening everywhere. So, I, you know, is that a coincidence? I don't believe in them coincidences, you know. It's a bit much, isn't it, when it's the same downside as everything. And every now and then, what really annoys me is when some people stand up or make a hard voice about something, they get hunted down. And that's really, and that is one of the people that I mean, I meant to mention. Um, um, there used to be a, there was a, I think his name was Reiner Fulnick, whatever. He Reiner Fulnick, yeah. 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 He got arrested in Mexico. Oh, yes. Yes. You did say. That's the one I was yeah. talking about. Um, mm. In Brett, I forgot to get mention his name and uh, his, um, he was down in Mexico with his wife and their uh, passports went missing, funny enough. And obviously, Mexico is the place where Europe and Germany um, have, have no jurisdiction. No, yeah. They've got no jurisdiction down there. So basically, he filled out some papers to get a reissue. And as soon as he stepped in the German um, consulate, he got arrested and flown out. And they told him, his wife, that she could stay there. Oh, they just so happened to leave her behind. Yeah. Huh. So funny how that works. <laughs> so <laughs> she could stay here, and they took him out and flew him. Oh, you got to be kidding me. I, I, so they flew him back just, here. Uh, yeah, he went into the embassy, collected his documents, got arrested. Yeah, no, uh, so they flew him back here to Germany, is, yeah, what, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so he's already yep, back. He's gone. Okay. He's definitely gone. Um, it, it's just, just, here's it's the question. All right, all right. Here's, here's the question. On what charge? What was the charge? Huh? What was the charge? I don't know what the charges are yet. Does I he even can't know? Find out what the charges? <laughs> I, I apparently, apparently, it's got something to do with fraud and money. But all all I could manage to dig up was that it's obviously got whether it's got something to do with the pharmaceuticals. The okay. pharmaceutical all companies right. raised this. Yeah, of course, I'm sure. And but it's I, to do I'm... with money. But apparently, the money that it's there was three or four people that are. Um, I've, I've raised this to do with fraud and money, but funny enough, apparently the money is in one of the bank accounts of those three or four people. So I don't exactly I'm, know what the charges okay. are. There, there was a there was a problem, if I recall correctly. the The law firm that he was working with in Berlin, there was some kind of a problem, and it had to do with misuse of funds. This has been, I think, a year or so ago. He actually left that law firm and went out with, uh, what's his name, Suchart Bhakti, and started something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm assuming that this would be the, I'm assuming it has something to do with that because but that's- Apparently, whatever funds it is, whatever funds is in one of the bank accounts that are of the people that are raising this yeah. problem. So it's really weird. I don't actually know. I, I cannot, the, the, there's a lot of hearsay at the moment. I've just got to wait until some formal charges manage to appear out there, if they ever do, unless he gets found around a tree with um, 
shotgun or something. A yeah, rule of suicide with no shotgun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's on a first name basis with the Clintons, so I don't think you have to worry about that. Oh dear God! Oh, I tell you what. Uh, just to cheer myself up. Oh, I don't know whether I will or not. Um, Canada. I'm going to have a bitch about Canada just to open the eyes of people because at the moment the whole world is. It's all about terrorism and war at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. And that's our biggest problem. So I just thought that since I'm in Canada, there's, how can I say, Trudeau, he's got a bit of a coloured history. And I really wanted to investigate into him because of this Khalistani stuff and how his government has managed to hold on to um, its votes. How, how can he stay in government? And then you find out that Hardeep Singh... Niger was the guy that was assassinated and he was um, one of the two leaders of the Khalistani and then we know that um, Trudeau spouted off about India about it and yet it's gone all around the houses and he's not getting any support now he's saying oh I don't want to provoke anything but it's a bit late it's a bit late really because this is like a rerun of history isn't it and this is what people don't get we forget our history now at the moment this is what I don't understand the NDP are a party within the Canadian government that are supporting or keeping Trudeau in government because they're not saying vote him out. And yet every day, Jagmeet Singh says something against him. I mean, he, uh, from uh, the climate to ruining Thanksgiving and the cost of health care, and yet he's not voting against him, he's keeping him in there. Why would you think he's doing that? And well, yet, my the first NDP guess... My first guess would be is that they're they, they both have the same agenda, but they have to pretend like they have to placate like they're they're against each other. Well, no, he's supposed to be backing him to keep him government, but he still goes and says things against him. Yeah, and then you think it's all for I show. Is my point. Yeah, they got separate agendas. And yeah. one thing I found out about this Jagmeet Singh, as in, does he care for his party? Does he not care for his party? Does he care for his people? He seems to be saying all sorts of things. The NDP seems to be shouting out about support for Hamas. Why aren't you supporting Hamas and saying this against Israel or whatever? And then I found this little thing out about money. Oh, Mr. Jagmeet Singh, if he stays in office to 2025, he gets a 45000 Full pension. Yeah, he gets pension. full pension. Uh-huh. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So he's staying there, hopefully keeping Trudeau in so they can work it together for money. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't, I don't think it really matters. Even if you were to get rid of Trudeau, then you know who takes his place. It's Freeland. Freeland's got to go. She's, Freeland she, has to, she has to go with him. Yeah. Like there she there has can't to, be there can't be Jack just... Jagmeet Singh has to go. Yeah. Because basically, now, here's a bit of history. Do you remember a chap called Pierre Trudeau? Yes, it was. It was well. That was that was his uh, legal. That was his legal father. I still maintain it was Fidel <laughs> Castro. But yeah, I'm sorry. You do the side by side. He looks nothing like Pierre or his mother. He just doesn't. Yeah, I know. But he's another Trudeau, believe it or not. And I wonder who groomed this one. Um, now, Soviet back Union. in but 1982. Yeah, back in 1982. Yeah, right. Pierre Trudeau was in government. At the time, India wanted a known Khalistani terrorist extradited from Canada to India, right? For killing police. Okay, so this was somebody called Talwinda Palmer. Now, Canada, you see, at the time, right, extradition protocols existed between Commonwealth countries, right? So between them all, there was this extradition agreement protocol, yeah? And yet, it was denied. On what grounds? Well, the grounds was that India was insufficiently differential to the Queen. And that is what Trudeau said. So it wasn't allowed. Now, this Telwinder Palmer was the head of a Khalistani terror organization called Babda Khalsa, right? And in 1985, an Air India Flight 182 was bombed by him as it flew over the coast of Ireland. And it killed 329 people. So if he'd been extradited, maybe 329 people would still be alive, right? This went to court, yeah? Now, this went to court, and the trial acquitted the accused on lack of evidence, right? But in 2010, there was a commission inquiry, yeah? And it found, like, there was a recording of um, the Sikhs in Vancouver Island discussing attack on Air India, Though it was discovered that the Canadian secret police had followed Talwinda and his accomplice Indijet uh, uh, Rijat to a site where they tested a bomb. They tested a bomb. 
Oh, yeah, they tested the bomb on land just to see if they could see it explode. The police actually followed them, right? And the conclusion of the inquiry, yeah? Now, also, a lot of key evidence went missing. That was found in the commission, right? Yeah, go So the conclusion of the inquiry was gross negligence, inexcusable behaviour on the side of the Canadian police and the spy agencies, and that was it. And that was in 2010. Are we there again? I, I mean, so. come on. I mean, is, this is just ridiculous. And is is the stepson or son just doing the same that daddy did? Come on, Canadians. Get hold of your polit political system. Look at your history and say, out, you're gone. Because so far, the first one he accused India with, and the second one, one of the opposition parties owned up to it. What else do you want? What happens? Here's, here's something to think about Canada. At the moment, in Pakistan... Right now, Pakistan have allowed terrorist organizations and people to thrive there. Within the last month, there's been 58 incidents between different terrorist parties on killing each other. There's a power struggle in Pakistan. They see Pakistan as weak because of China has totally ruined their economy and they're going for it. So they've allowed them in there. They've allowed them to grow. And that is what Canada's doing. Canada is a country that has been destroyed from the inside. It has no strength on the international table now. I think, does it? Uh, no, and, and to be honest with you, I think, and I, I'm happy to send this report to you. Um, as a matter of fact, this this report, as far as I know, is still illegal for Canadians to possess. Uh, it is not classified any longer, but it is called the Sidewinder Project. And it was a report that was put together by Canadian uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, uh, their intelligence services, back in the 1990s about how the Chinese triad gangs signed agreements with the Chinese Communist Party to go to Canada, set up networks, reverse infiltrate the country, invest in stocks, bonds, real estates, and businesses, take over organized crime, and buy off the government. And that's exactly what they've done. They've destroyed it from the inside. Yes. Canada yeah. is destroyed from the inside. Yes. And this is you, you have, you're at a crossroads now, and you have a total chance to rebuild this. You're a classic case, yeah? You've, you, you, you're not on the international stage. You have no strength. I mean, talk about taking the piss. You know, we've got um, uh, Labour Party conferences and Conservative Party conferences, yeah? We had a Lord Daniel Harmon up there, yeah? Openly taking the piss out of Trudeau on the stage at a Conservative conference, even to the point where... <laughs> he, he, what did he say? He said something like, Gumistay. They call him Gumistay out there. Which is one of um, which is like one of the first nations, the first nation people out there, and it means the one who keeps trying, apparently, in a nice sort of way. Gumistay, and I thought, and he's literally on a, a stage, a country stage, election stage, taking the mick out of Trudeau, saying he's useless. He uh, is. I mean, he is useless. But it's sad to get to that stage, is it not? I've been to Canada. In previous years, I tell you, I had a great time over there. I've even got family in part of that country, parts of their country. Yeah, I got a lot. Of and I find it, yeah. I find it heartbreaking. I yeah, I agree. I agree. But people, you've got to get hold of this. You've got to get hold of your country. And it's just not just you, but we've all got to do it. We've all got to stand up and do it because we're getting wrecked from left, right, and centre. And we've hit another load of fog with Israel and Hamas. Haven't we? Wait till I they mean, drag that, Lebanon into this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I mean, coming. It's coming. The Germans pulled all their citizens yesterday. They ordered all their citizens to leave, and the Saudis did the same thing. Yeah, but that has been waiting to blow up anyway. They've just kept that yeah. on the boil. I don't want to point the finger at America, but Hamas was a horrible creation. It, and it yeah. wasn't just you. The Israelis had their foot in Hamas the Israeli, as well. I was going to say the Israelis. And don't forget, I don't, know forget that, don't forget the British. Yeah, the British oh, intelligence. It, it's, what, it's, are you kidding yes, me? You, oh, no, no, no. Can't, can't no, divulge no, can't, that. Can't be you, that, no. That's confidential, be, that is. It, yeah, sure that is. Can't be, can't be that you guys still have influence to this day in Qatar, where they have some of these groups that support. Uh, it look, can't we're be. We're a little island. We're a little <laughs> island. You know? We just yes, follow you course. guys. Right. We just yeah. have no input uh -huh. whatsoever, sure. really. Yeah, no, couldn't be that yeah. you don't have any influence Horrible in the footprint. Uh-huh. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Hamas was a creation because of Yas Arafat. In fact, Yas Arafat, wasn't he Egyptian? 100%, yes. He was Egyptian. Yeah, right. I, he was. Yas Arafat was Egyptian, and he was in Educated there. Educated in Moscow. Yeah. And when he went, there was, um, oh, there was another old man in there. 
and with him they then created Hamas. But the problem was Hamas was created to get rid of the PLO, and then it was left. And the the biggest problem is, and this is what you don't get. I mean, people can shout at everybody else in the world. Hamas had elections in I think two thousand five and two thousand or two thousand seven, and they got the people to vote them into power. And what hasn't happened since elections? Elections don't happen since then. They've been in powerful control of that place ever since. And that means they then become a tool for whoever's willing to play with them and supply them. So, yes, look into your histories. Yes, once again, tinkering around in the world, there are certain countries that are to blame for the creation of certain things. But that's a decade or more of power and control. And that means there's been so many changes in power. It's, it's just ridiculous. If you look at where it is today, there's two leaders, I think, present in there. Or there's Yahir Sinvar. He is actually in Gaza. And Ishmael Hanye is exile in Qatar. But there are other leaders. There are other leaders of Hamas. And funny enough, they're not there. They're in Qatar. They're in Lebanon. I think, uh, I'm not sure whether and some of them are in Iran. I'm, I couldn't find I'm anything. I'm sure they probably are. Yeah, I'm but sure the thing are. is, right, if you looked at them, if you wanted to find out where they are, you will find out they're all walking around in well-to-do suits. They have meetings and they shack up and live in five-star hotels. They travel in private jets. And whereas they tell uh, how the people how to dress or how the kids should be, guess where all their kids are? In getting educated. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're getting all paid for, for all this. And their families and their kids, funny enough, have all got these real estate businesses and stuff like that. Funny so how that all works. So the, all yeah. these voices that tell the people what they should do, actually, sorry, they're not doing too badly. I'm and they're not there and they're not going to suffer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That that just sounds, that almost sounds like a, um, a, a, a vanguard, if you will, or a Marxist structure to it, where you've got the uh, the upper elites that tell everybody else how they're going to live, but they have all of these things that you're describing. That's how they live. Yeah, and the problem, it's gone on for so long that the people haven't got anywhere to move. They can't do anything about it. They are literally locked within this. Yeah, they're stuck there. So, yeah, I feel for the Palestinian people. I also feel for the Israelis, because this melting pot is created, and all that happens is people die on both sides. It's crap. It's horrible. And Hamas isn't going to be the Palestinian savers because they don't want to save them. They don't want to save them. Nobody, I haven't met an organization that can use its own supposed people as shields isn't for the people. No, no, of course not. No war, no whatever do you shove your civilians in front. It is just wrong. It's morally wrong. Yeah. And yes, there's... There's massive wrongs done in history from the West and whatever, but the choices of the peoples in these countries and the, the choices that they don't have anymore due to their supposed saviors and everything, it's not good. War's not good for anybody. And those that keep it going, just we should be at a time where there isn't any more of this. I don't know when we're going to grow up out of it. It's just really, really poo. But I don't know. Behind all this fog, you've still got the crazy scientists pushing everything down the throat of the populations out in the West and Africa and S S South America and everything. I mean, they come up with some really crazy things. We've got to learn to say, where's your evidence? You want us to follow the science? Let's have an open discussion. And until that they happens, they can't have it. Go screw yourself, yeah, Mr. Blair and everybody else. Until you actually put a voice to the scientists, put a name to your scientists, your experts and everybody else and say, right, let's all sit down. I want to see this through the media, through this. I want this open discussion so that people can see what's right and what's wrong. And then we'll have a people's forum because that's what's needed. A people's forum, a people's vote to decide because... We're meant to be in control of our own countries, aren't we? Well, uh, that is the idea. And I think you guys uh, asserted that control with your uh, your Brexit vote, uh, the first one and the second one. And I think after that had happened, that was just about the end of it. But they're, the people in government are meant to be our representatives. They're, they're meant not to be, meant yes. to be telling us what we have to do. People like Mr. Blair there that says, 
we've got to tell the people what to do and get them to make the right decision by us telling them what they can't have until they do it. That is so wrong on anybody's stretch of the imagination. He needs out. I mean, sorry. I mean, out. Well, he is out, per se, but he still does his work through his uh, <clears throat> charitable foundation, quote, charitable foundation. And that's another that's another thing. Don't get me going on charitable foundations. Don't get me going on the UN. That's what they all Every, do. All these charitable organizations, unless they're local, that means you walk down your street and there's local charities helping local peoples within your local community. When it comes down to the international stage, all you're doing is funding bureaucracy because when they say, oh, we're here to make sure all these third world... Look, these low-income countries are still low-income countries after decades and billions of money. They're still poor. They're still sick. They've been kept that way with the help of your UN, your charities, the WHO and everybody else. That they need to keep people down. They can't. They don't want everybody on a happy level. God forbid... No, if you're happy and prosperous, then you'll be willing to do more and, and take their jobs from them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There might be people actually earning enough money to actually be on the same level as those money brokers and greedy bastards to say, no, nah, this is wrong. Mm. Well, people should be saying that now anyway. Well, they should do. Well, yeah, they, they should do. I mean, we've been trying I to get people know. to say this is wrong for what, three years now going on four? I know. And Mr. Biden, I found out something about Mr. Biden oh, again the other day. Oh, no, don't even, don't even get me started on this. this yeah, you, you put oh. Blair up there. I'm going to put Biden All right, back all right. Yeah, go on. Was this about the speech he gave on Air Force One where he had the, the, the messed up chin? <laughs> or is this about his State of the Union he gave last night about something, how we're no, building no, no. This is, this, this is the misuse of your Antiquities Act. That really pissed me off. I haven't even heard of this, but I, something tells me I'm about to get really pissed off. <laughs> In your country, you've got the Antiquities Act, yeah? Which is to designate, basically, things as... Uh, when it was created, and since then, they've created all the national parks and stuff like that out of it, yeah? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah so what does he have. go and do? I didn't realize you'd done this because, you know, like, and it's your fault because you've got gates on my head to do with these aquifers and things like that in this, your country, yeah? And he's buying up a land. So I thought. I would not, well, I would, to what? be fair, I would not have caught on to that if it wasn't. The only thing that turned me on to that was that one acre in New Mexico. That's the only and what's reason. It for, yeah. Yeah. But it's I funny what you find acre? out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But made, the thing is, no what sense. he's, what, guess what he's done? God only he knows. He basically. He designated large stretches of land as a national monument under this law. But this stretches of land, yes, was used by cattle ranchers for grazing. Oh, so no, now they have the to allocate. Rights. So they yeah, have yeah, yeah. to then get allotment rights to have land to graze their land. So of he's course. done this because the anti-meat people, or oh. whatever those idiots are, to reduce this. But it's not just for them to buy up. Other interested peoples can buy up these allotments and just not allow anything on them, as in grazing cattle and whatever, and say, well, we're just going to let it go into wilderness or something like that. He is screwing up your country left, right, and center, and that is just a ridiculous thing. I couldn't believe that. I, mean, I, I thought, don't understand oh, how any of this, like any of this crap that he's doing, like how we had the Sherman Antitrust Act put together to actually stop this kind of behavior from happening. Mm -hmm. We have laws on the books to prevent this. And yet we yep. still allow it to continue. Yeah. Oh, I, I tell you, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, but it's just not your, it's everywhere. Uh, they're all going down the same agenda of ruining the countries. And I mean, okay, I just had a bitch about keeping the uh, people in poor countries poor. They're doing it in the West now wholesale in the high income countries. They're trying to make the populations poor now due to the expense of food, energy, your homes, everything. They're trying to make everybody except, what was it, the 1% or 2%, 1% poor. It's just trying to make everybody else down. And if they can, uh, 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 you, you're going to lose your chance to do something because, I mean, it's not going to be a French Revolution. It's going to be nasty. It's just going to be just something ridiculous. But there is something, I don't know whether this is fog, the 5th of October, you had your House of Representatives mess around with the budget, and they did a load of removal of funds. They prohibited funds to several UN agencies, and the WHO, and the WF, and the Wuhan Inst Institute of Virology, 
and Ego Health Alliance and any gain of function research, right? Uh, any multilateral assistance to the World Bank to do with administered climate change funds. They've prohibited funds to all of that, apparently. I mean, I've heard it before. If it's just, then they're going to fund it another way. I don't know, because I remember under, who's that evil Nobel Prize winning president of yours that just got his Peace Prize for drone bombing everybody out? Oh, Obama. Obama, that's the man, you see? That saint that you you had in the past. Yeah, saint, you know what I mean? Yeah, saint my <laughs> left foot. Yeah, go on. But they terminated several programs, including the Organization for Economic Cooperation Development, several UNESCO things, and the WF Cynicism. I'm holding out there. Is it fog or is it real? This is hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of funding they've withdrawn, which is quite interesting. If it's right and they don't, and it's not fog, well on you, well on you, because the WHO, the WEF, we, we shouldn't be funding them. The WEF is a rich boys club. They treat the world as a golf club, and they're the only members. Everybody else is caddies, and that's the way they see it. They're just horrible people. I seem to just be having a rant, don't I? <laughs> that's okay. That's what this is for. It's just one thing after another. Well, that's okay. It, it, it's, it's, it's I, will, just... I will give you, though, I will give you a 10-minute warning. A 10-minute warning? 10-minute warning. It has been almost full time, so I'll give you 10 it really? minutes. really? Have you got a surprise for me? You have got a surprise for me? Um, I might. So go on. I'll, I'll see if I've, <laughs> if I've got one here for you. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, if you, if you want to laugh, people, right, today's, I mean, the, the, there's a chap out there called uh, Dr. Matthew Liao. I think his name's Liao. But he's, um, he's very anti-climate, but he's a total mad kook as well because he believes in all this genetic change. We don't need, um, the climate is just, the climate science is poo, but we need to change man genetically to get everything right. And we need to, um, if they, uh, we, we need to induce genetic problems into him. So we make them intolerant to meat <laughs> and stuff like that. And these scientific forums, I mean, they're getting all these, where did Fauci come from? I mean, 2015 and before he was at all these scientific summits spouting about this and whatever. They have these summits and the only people that go to them are the people that are going to further the agenda. And Fauci eventually got his agenda with COVID and he was the mouthpiece all the way through it. And that is just endless. That guy needs wiping off the face of the earth. But he's just a face. He's just a face. There's an endless amount of people that have caused harm in the last four years. But these kooks go to these scientific meetings. He even has the gall to um, talk about certain... They speak from both sides, which gets me. What they, they, they say we've got to do this, and then they say the opposite. They say we've got to have birth control, you know, and we can find some way of reducing the birth rate in countries. And then they talk about getting people to do as we say by giving them a drug like oxytocin or oxytocin, I think it's called. Oxycontin. Oxycontin, is it? Yeah, that's is, the opioid. Is that the hormone? No, it's an opioid. No, there's a natural hormone, a hormone called oxytocin or something, and it's associated with trust, sexual arousal, and relationship building. Good Lord. <laughs> so he's gone about We're birth control. This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, gone, he's gone about good control on one side, and then he says, well, we can give them a drug that makes them agreeable. But this, this, this is also known as the love hormone and the cuddle, cuddle chemical, and it's got... And it's supposed to facilitate childbirth in women and to do with erections in blokes and that. And they're having these forums and you've got to laugh at them. They just stand up and it is like a stand-up comedy. They come out from all sides. Oh, we could get people agreeable with this, but we've got our birth rate here and we've got a genetically... They even come up with something like we could make people smaller. Tall people are the problem with climate. <laughs> you've got I can to, assure you've you got we are not. <laughs> you got to listen to some of this. It's really good. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd um. I was I was having a serious serious giggle at this because I thought, hang on, guys, you're the scientists of the world and you're off your rack. You really are. No, it's it's really really crazy. We've really got to get to grips with these people because they're just running riot. They seem to be throwing any idea out there and getting funding for it. That's the scary bit. 
I get in front and put somewhere for all of it. And, oh, <laughs> oh I had to say that because it, it just made me laugh the other day. I got into it and I started, I couldn't watch it all, but when you get one person after another and they just come up and they're giving it, they're on holiday. They must just go here just to have a giggle. And they have all, they stand up so serious about their ideas and you're giving it, you're crazier than a coot, man. Yeah. A lot of you. Yeah. Yeah, they're insane. I do apologize. I don't have a surprise for you. Well, really? Oh, that's good. I'm sorry. Well, I that's good. That means that means our unless you want to talk about common anything. cold causing blood clots. I mean, that's that's the best I can do. Oh, is that going to get blamed for it? Is it? That's no. actually that is. Uh, I'm not joking. This is uh, this is out of the Sun Papers about a week or so ago. Uh, oh, chilling fine. Common cold can trigger killer blood clot disorder. Scientists discover for the first time. Oh, that's we all, yeah, we all know how miserable the common cold can be, but now scientists are warning that your seasonal sniffles could trigger a fatal complication. Actually, I'll reiterate it once and once last time. During COVID, they actually got hold of COVID and they found out that if you actually have the common cold, it ramps your system up against COVID. COVID is here to stay. It is the new common cold. They cannot get rid of it. Once released, it's a virus that cannot be caught and it will change no matter what they put out there. Now, listen to this. Their medicine, their vaccines, they they know they can't even do anything really with the flu because they can only say, well, we could vaccinate you against four strains or whatever. Go look in your histories, people. The biggest problem with vaccines is, and this is how it's, they've always been withdrawn, they can only try and vaccinate you against a specific, specific strain. The trouble is a virus changes. It mutates so readily that the chances are that vaccine will not be good against the strain that's out there. And all it can do is send your body into overactivity and cause you harm. These viruses, they cannot catch it. They've tried it. The history shows no. Look into your vaccine histories, people. It's all out there ready for you to say it's a bad thing. They vaccinate you against the flu, but they only vaccinate you against specific strains. They don't know whether that's going to be the strain this winter unless they release it themselves. That's the only way they can be sure and be on the money. But the problem is, if it's a virus, and even if they release it, it's going to mutate. So it's a pointless thing other than they're just causing harm, trying to make money. Just let your system, your systems have got, we, our systems have got to learn to cope with it. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's crazy. It, it, it's mad out there at the moment. I New Zealand, I hope you get the government that you need. Canada, I seriously hope you turn those gits out and you manage to rebalance your country. The rest of us have got to get to the stage where you are, where you have a chance. We haven't at the moment, and we've got to get up there. We've just got to keep fighting one way or another, and that's all I can say, really, because it's a mess, and our leaders are a bunch of idiots, uncaring idiots, nothing else. So keep the fight going, people. Stand up, speak to each other, and that's what nobody's doing. These people that are sitting in those chairs, they're not willing to have a discussion because they know they'll be found out as soon as that open discussion happens. Because as soon as they allow proper scientific people on that platform from both sides, they lose. Simple as that. And on that note, I'm going to say good evening. Have a better life. At least until next week. So we'll be seeing you uh, next week. Hopefully mm -hmm. we'll be, uh, we might be sitting down for a couple of days next week. I don't know yet. I'll have to see if I can get with each one of you and we can arrange something. I don't know how everybody's schedule is, but maybe if if nothing else, maybe we can get everybody on the exclusive next week. So we'll yeah. see. We'll, well see. We can try. Yeah, we'll, well, we can try. I'll do we'll my best. I don't, think, I don't think Marty's LARPing next week. I don't think he's going against those they, them people in a canvas <laughs> drinking bourbon all weekend. So Hopefully he'll, he'll survive. Um, yeah. They, them, whatever they are in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. We're going to go ahead and call this one done. It's been a great conversation, my friend. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Good night.